Let's pray. Imagine you're still standing. Lord, we, we just want to say that you are holy. Lord, there's no other name like yours. Lord, you are exalted, most high. You are the Lord of lords. Thank you, Lord, that you would invite us into your presence, that we can be with you, Lord, that you want to associate with us, that you love us, Lord. We thank you for that, Lord. And all the praises belong to you, Lord. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. Amen. 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 I have a word this morning for someone before we start. I saw a picture of, of someone working out financial things with the Lord. And the idea of sowing a seed. And I feel like this person, or more, more than one person, is here this morning and have decided on an amount that they want to give. The Lord's been stirring it in their heart. But they're not sure where it should go or who it should go to. So I feel the Lord wants to show you this morning who the person is. He's in the details. He wants, he wants to see the whole process follow through. So, Lord, we just want to take a moment this morning. And we ask, Lord, that this whole picture will come to fulfillment, Lord. That you would show where it needs to go. Lord, where's the, where's the soil that this seed needs to go into, Lord? In the name of Jesus. Amen. I've never had a word like that with a finance one. So if it was for you, come tell me afterwards. It would be encouraging. Let me just get my notes. Thank you, my love. Uncle Dave warned me before, don't leave your notes here. You don't know what's going to happen. Who's sneaky and hides them from here? Hey. <laughs> I've got the privilege this morning of uh, speaking to you on the parable of the sower. Now, we all know, we all know the, the old parable of the sower. And as I was preparing, uh, the Lord gave me a little funny memory. And so I have a younger stepbrother called, his nickname is Jerry Dog. Okay. So Jerry Dog's a little bit bigger than I, he's maybe double my size, but I would give him a run for his money in, in wrestling, you know, when you're high school brothers and you, you want to show who's the strongest, you'll do a little bit of wrestling, so, but we used to play, uh, play a game, who's got the upper hand, okay, so the wrestling will go on until one of you surrenders, okay, and the weak one, the weak one will say, must say for the other one to stop, you've got the upper hand. Okay, so the wrestling will go on and on and on, and then suddenly you'll be like, oh, I can't take this anymore. Or you, you'll see that the other one can't take it, and he'll say, you've got the upper hand. And you're thinking, what's that? I just want to make sure that I understand what it is that you're saying. I've got the upper hand. Okay, you know? Now, if I think about that story, I think some, sometimes that's what we think when we think about surrendering to the Lord. We, we think then it's weak to surrender. We want to be strong and we want to figure it out ourselves. But we need to be able to surrender to Him. So I had the idea of yielding. Yielding means to, means to submit. I'm not English, but I'm, I'm trying my hand at it. So the, the, the opposite of yielding is to resist. I don't want to yield. I want to, I want to resist. And I figured out this little equation. If you're willing to yield to the Lord, you will yield much fruit. You will produce a harvest. So if you are willing to yield, you will yield a harvest. All right? So if, if I think about this parable, 
we'll touch on a few things and then we'll read it together. If I think about this parable, um, Jesus used to meet with the people. Uh, Who's found it funny that he was on a boat? So I was reading about that a little bit. So he's on the, on the little boat, on the shoreline with a little indent there. Apparently his voice could carry about 90 to 100 meters from that place, like a little amphitheater. So here he is on the amphitheater. And like this morning, there's all sorts that come and hear him. Different people come and listen to what this, this so-called Messiah has got to say. And they come and they listen. When I, when I read the parable, I see, I see something interesting. The sower didn't plow. The sower just came. Apparently, in the order of those days, the sower just went and threw the seed out. He didn't plow. But it's someone's job to do the plow. Plowing needs to happen. So the sower just sowed the seed. Now I thought, well, there's many types of listeners. There's many types of listeners, but in this story, there's two types of listeners. Those that are, that are on the inside and those that are on the outside. So before we go into that, why, 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 is, it, why is it that the Lord is so um, serious about us receiving His Word well? We know that this is the year of the miracles. It should be like that every day for us, actually, not just this year. But if we, if we could understand why, I think we'll be in for a, for a miraculous time. The, note that the seed in the parable doesn't change. It's the same seed that goes to different places. And we know about the seed. The seed's incorruptible. It's not like when you go to the co-op here and you buy a packet. There's a few duds in the packet. You know, every second, third one doesn't come up. This seed is incorruptible. It packs a punch. It's like dynamite. When it comes, when it comes into the right contact that can ignite it, it can do great things can do miraculous things. And God's heart is that we would dare to embrace His Word. We would dare to receive it in good soil, in good dirt. You know, He's all about dirt. In the beginning, it was made us out of dirt, blew His breath into Adam, dirt and His Word. And if you look at different verses, I think Mark, 20, oh, Mark 4, 28 says, and the earth brought forth this harvest. So, so the, seed, the seed goes into the ground, this dynamic seed, this powerful seed, and then the earth brings forth a harvest. And I'm sure as we're sitting here, we're all expecting a harvest of some sort in different areas of our life. We're expectant. We want to we see the harvest. So back to the two types of listeners. So there's two types of listeners. There's the ones that are inside, and there's the ones that are outside. Outside of what? Well, Jesus was talking about this messianic kingdom of his. And they thought, oh, he's going to be the new king. Of, he's going to be the king of the Jews, king of the Romans. This is how it's going to be, this earthly rule. But he had something else in mind. And when it came to this parable, he said, this is key to understanding the rest. When, it lays it, when he lays it out later, he says, if you don't get this one, you're going to struggle with the rest. This parable is key in understanding the rest. Okay. So before we talk about it further, I'm going to go to inside and outside now. And then I'm going to read a few things. What's inside? What's inside look like? Inside, inside is able to understand. Able to understand. Inside, it has been given to the insiders. The secrets of the kingdom has been given to the insiders. It says about the insiders, 
those who have, more will be given to them. So they have a little, but more will be given to them. They can see, they can hear, they can understand. They're attentive, they're receptive, accepting of the message. They can have insight with the word. They understand the rulership of Jesus, the insiders. They get it. They're bearing fruit with patience. We don't always like that, the waiting, the bearing fruit with patience. And there's an honest to good heart. An honest to good heart. So when you look at the outsiders, I'm obviously not talking about any of us here this morning. Hey? We're talking about all the other people, them outsiders. We're all insiders here, I hope, this morning. So the outsiders, it says, they've not been given. The ones that were on the outside. And the, the difficulty here, it wasn't just, it wasn't just the Pharisees and the, other, the, the Gentiles and whoever. Some of the disciples for a while was also outside. Afterwards, some of them kept asking. They didn't know. So it says here, they who don't have, the little that they have will be taken away. It says about the outsiders that they are blind and deaf and there's no understanding. It says there's a dull heart. A dull heart. It says the outsiders are spiritually unresponsive. Spiritually unresponsive. Hardened hearts. Oh, this one is tough. A proud self-reliance. I'm sure we've tasted of that. Proud self-reliance. Even some of the disciples, like I said, and there's no mature fruit. There's no mature fruit. And then it's blinding. The outsiders, when the word comes, they blind it. They can't understand it. And then two things here more for the outsiders. It says here that it brings judgment on them for the outsiders. But it's a warning. With a, God is so full of grace. There's always room for repentance. So sometimes we, we find ourselves being an outsider. But there's room for repentance. There's always room to fix. Room to make right with the Lord. Room to make right with Him. So I wanted to bring my Bible this morning. Like I see many of you have. But I brought my phone. I think I'm one of the younger ones on the preaching team, so I thought, let me go to the phone for this, right? Let's go Mark 4, if you'll go with me. We'll read, we'll read a little bit. There we go. Mark 4. I'll just read the first few verses there for us. Mark 4, Mark 4. You can find some of this in Matthew. That You can find some of it in John. It's in, in interesting in Luke to read it and see the, the differences and the similarities here. So, verse 1, again he began to teach beside the sea, and a very large crowd gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea, and the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. You see that picture, little amphitheater? And he was teaching them many parables, many things in parables. And in his teaching, he said to them, listen, behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up, since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched. 
And since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other seeds fell into good soil and produced grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirtyfold, sixtyfold, and a hundredfold. And he said, He who has ears, let him let him hear. He who has ears, let him hear. I get so excited about the prospect when I see those end verses. What can be, what can the Lord do with our situation? What can he do with our lives? What can he do with our little money, with our family, with our church, with our town? What can he do if we, if we take him by his word? Imagine the possibilities. Oh, I missed, missed a few of the outsiders here, but it's okay. We'll track on. So let's look at the three, four, the four different places together. I'll not read further in the way he lays it out. I've written it down so you can just follow along with me. So it talks about the path. What happens on the path? The path's compacted. The path's hard. path's hard. There's no understanding. And if you look at the context of the, the parable, yes, um, Jesus is the sower. But also when the word goes out, any one of us can be a sower with a word. And it can be the gospel it can be someone receiving salvation. It can be any truth, healing, any supernatural things that we need to receive from the word. It can fall on a path. So anybody can be the sower. The seed is constant, but on a hard path, nothing can come from it. In Luke, it says there's no believing for salvation on the path. There's no believing for salvation. The path is hard and the path is pounded down. Found this interesting quote. I don't know who wrote it. I'll just say it wasn't me. Then you can be okay. It says the human heart, it is inhospitable. It gradually becomes more receptive. It is preoccupied with the cares of life and has a choice of submitting to God's purposes. To his purposes, to his promises. So all of us start off with this inhospitable heart, this hardened heart that softens gently towards the Lord. Let's look at the rocky ground. I think you'll associate with me as well as we go through this one. It says here, it's quick to spring up. It's quick to spring up. It's easy to get excited about things very quickly for today. But what does it look like next week, next month, next year? Are we walking it out? There's no depth of soil. There's no depth of soil. It says here, it was scorched by the sun. Scorched by the sun. There's no root. There's no time for the root to go deep. Well, this one I was interesting. It says here, there was a joy at first. So sometimes we, it can be misleading because it seems <coughs> joyful. But there's no, there's no longevity in it. It says there's a weak endurance when it's challenged. Weak character. Weak endurance. Have you ever received the truth from the Lord and then someone of influence or someone around you says, oh, no, man, not for you. What does that do to you if you don't have strong character or you're not used to walking it out with the Lord? Sometimes people's opinion, the, the fear of man, 
the fear of other people. This, uh, my wife says, this makes her think of the microwave effect. If you put a hot lasagna into the, into the microwave and you blast it, you can get the lava on the outer skirts, but the center can be frozen. <laughs> frozen in the center and piping hot on the side. It's really not anything that you can do with it. You can eat it in stages, I suppose, but it's not the way that it's intended. So there's an immaturity, it fades away. So what are the boulders? What are the rocks? Different sins that we hold on to. Things that we hold on to. Especially, especially with this one where people intimidate us, fear of man, fear of others' opinion, not a fear of the Lord. If we look at the thorns, if we look at the thorns, they grew together. They grew together. They grew. They grew. And they choked. Grew and choked. If I think of the thorn one, I think this one, this one feels like such a waste for me. Because I have this picture of this plant growing. And it says about this one, there's no fruit. There's no harvest. Imagine this all the effort going into the growing of this massive plant, but there's no harvest. The harvest day doesn't come. All the disappointment, all the should have, would have, could have, there's no harvest. It says there's three things with the thorns. It says the cares of the world. The cares of the world. And that made me think, on the what should we eat, what should we drink. It's the opposite, opposite of faith, really. It's not living a lifestyle of faith dependent on the Lord. It's not one that seeks the kingdom first. It's not that. The cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches is the second one there. Security. Our security is in the wrong places sure you remember the story of the rich young ruler. Good, kind, doing everything right, but not willing to part with his belongings. Deceitfulness of riches. No, it's not riches. It's the deceitfulness of riches because it can take us out of a place of faith. When we, when we operate, is the faith activated inside of us? Are we engaging the word with, with faith? You want to see miracles? Faith is one of the is one of the composting things that need to be in the soil. The last one there says, and a, a desire for other things. And that's sort of a blanket statement. A desire for other things, pleasures. That's anything else. Anything else that I wanna that I wanna entertain a little bit more than what the Lord has for me. And it's subtle sometimes. Talk about idolatry. At, uh, often at Victory Weekends we'll say, well, it's easy to say I have no idol. Uh, maybe if I'm the American idol, I could be an idol. But it's easy to say if I, if I, I have no idols. But if we have, have to take your bank statement and we go through together and we see what are we spending money on, we'll, we'll qu quickly get a picture of what's important to us, won't we? So, what's the desire in our heart? 
What do we truly desire above all else? If there's things like that, we're under danger of no harvest. We don't want to stand the day when it's speaking day and there's no harvest. It says here in Luke 8, verse 15, but the seed fell in good soil. The seed fell in good soil. These are the one who, having heard the word with an honest and good heart, held on to it, and by enduring, produced fruit. Taking a hold of it, held on to it, embracing it. What does is, what is the good soil entail here? It says it hears and it understands. The good soil hears and understands. The good soil is fruitful. Looking for a mommy or a daddy. Is it okay? All right. You know, with a, with a harvest, it says, it says there that an average harvest, a good harvest in those days, would have been between 5 and 15 fold. This is what I love about God. He's not scared about the, the small numbers. He wants it big time. Just like he wants us to approach the word. He wants us to take a risk. Here are these guys. Oh, I had a good harvest this year. Tenfold would be a very like, nice in the middle. How's your harvest, mate? Oh, great. We, we hit the tenfold. We're happy with the harvest, eh? It's above. It's just the average, you know, 11-fold. It's great. But he doesn't even go there. He goes 30, 60, and 100-fold. You're like, well, is that even possible? And I, I find it interesting, Genesis 26, verse 12. There's a man called Isaac that the Lord blessed that took off an harvest, a harvest to 100-fold. A physical, actual harvest of 100-fold. So he's not even talking about things that hasn't been done. It was done like that in the beginning. And here in the New Testament, people are still okay with the, with the little bits. It's possible. Isaac did it. The hundredfold and the more. What are you expecting the Lord for? What are you, what are you trusting him for? What are, you, what are you looking forward to? Would you be okay with the averages? Maybe God there, oh, he's so close. Are you standing? Are you standing for hundred? What about hundred and one fold? It's possible. Can the Lord do it? Hey, two hundred fold. Where will it stop if we took Him by His word? Made me think of a story, and I see my old friend Mr. Hurson there in the back, so he might remember it. Uh, so, the Lord, the Lord gave me a wonderful wife one that can cope with all my intricacies and all that so he, he, he gave me a good one and so but she's American it's not a bad thing it's great I always joke and I say I've, I'm from the free state and she's from the United States so we've got we've got everything in common <laughs> we've got everything in common um, but I remember we were just married and living a missionary life and Katie's brothers engaged and I'm like oh lord here it begins here we go. And there was a wedding. And now suddenly we, we say, Lord, we need to travel. We need to go. Um, should we go? Shouldn't we go? Get a word from the Lord. What does the Lord want? So my conversation is, Lord, you gave me this American wife. How are you going to do this? What's going to happen? 
and I'm, and I'm speaking openly with him. Lord, this is, this is the American wife you gave me. You're pro-family. Family is your idea. So obviously, Lord, you're going to sort this out for me. So uh, I decided I'm going to fast. I'm going to fast just to make sure because I've got no verses to stand on or scripture or anything. So I need a word. I'm going to fast. So I fast this week, but it's water fast, but it was hell. We still had uh, sports ma- matches in, in Mossel Bay, and um, Katie and I went there for the day, and I got home the Saturday night, and I'm, I'm got heat stroke, and I'm sunburned like a little raisin. I'm lying on the couch, and I'm like, Lord, this is what's the lesson in this? And the Lord's like, well, put on a hat and drink water, maybe when you, <laughs> when you want to be in the sun for the day, you know. And there was nothing magnificent that came out of the fast, apart from some practical tips I felt at the time. But as we progressed from there, in relationship, I felt, Lord, but you know, I submitted myself to you in this decision. Me and my wife's decision to you. And you gave me peace all along. For this week, I was at peace about the idea of going to the States. So I'm going to trust that if, if you wanted me to say no to this idea, you would have shown me. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to step out. And all I need is I need the money to go. And what I have in my hand will not get us there. So I, I felt the Lord say to me, we need to sow somewhere. So we found someone that wouldn't know that we gave the money. So we had a little bit of money, our food money. So we're like, okay, love, here we go. Food money in, there we go. And it was a difficult month. I think there was a there was a Valentine's Day or something, and our unsaved neighbor. We were we were like, oh, we it's a, it's a, um, we, it would have been nice to have a hot meal today, a little self pity. And then someone knocked at the door, unbelieving neighbor with a fi- I made an extra fish and two little glasses of sherry and dessert and flowers on the tray, and we're like, what? Thank you, Lord. I had a nice dinner together, and so. Through that month, I said, okay, Lord, now we've sowed the seed. Now we need to do this. What's next? And he's like, well, you had a stinking attitude this month. So what we're going to do is we're going to repeat it again the next month. (laughs) And how we're going to do it this next month is you're going to have a better attitude. The next month, you're going to be doing it with joy. So I've got a choice. Am I going to trust him? Are we not going to trust him? But this time, Katie is saying to me, listen, uh, this is great. Let's just keep standing but she's not so sure. So I said, my love, let's do it. And I, and I specifically remember the day when I drove home and I had the picture um, with, is it Daniel with a message coming down from heaven with an angel? Um, how I'm like, Lord, when are you going to release this? And he was saying to me, why would I send you and not release it? It's been released. It's been done. You need to pray differently. So I said, Lord, I thank you that it's been done. Whatever's standing in the way of this miracle needs to open up. And I got home and I said to Katie, we're going to the States. And she said, there's no way, crying. And I said, my love, don't you cry. We're going to go to the States. And I think we had like maybe 600 rand in savings. (laughs) You know, we can access it when we need to. (laughs) And the the flights was like maybe $1,081, something odd like that. And the next morning, so the wedding is basically like in three days or something like that. Okay. So that's usually how the Lord does it with us. <laughs> Keep it a little late on time. And so the next morning I woke up and someone that didn't know our situation has put money on our account. And with our 600 rand, 
we had a thousand and eighty one dollars. So I pulled their buyer feet out of bed, took the suitcase that we've packed by faith, and we went to the wedding. <laughs> and you know, tell, telling these stories, I, I often find people saying, "Yes, but uh, you know, you, you go to the states often, you know what it's about, and then you come back and you spend a hundred thousand rand on it. It's a lot of money." But what you don't know is when you land in Chicago, you don't have money for the next bus because now we're in the States, but now we need to get five hours traveling to another place. And then, well, Lord, now we need $100. You took care of the 181, so maybe you'll sort out this one for us as well. So looking back, it looks easy. But I wonder how many things we won't do because we don't want to activate our faith. We, won't, we don't want to step out of our security. We don't want to go beyond our resources. We don't, we don't want to give an environment for this, for this seed to be activated. And um, I guess with this testimony, what I'm trying to say is, well, sometimes the word comes out of relationship. You'll know when the Lord speaks to you. It doesn't have to be all the chapters of Ezekiel underlined and you know it's concrete. Sometimes you just have peace in your heart and unity with your wife. And it means that you need to take steps. I can think of other ones as well here, but if I see... We're running out of time. I'll share this one maybe quickly. Just uh, one thing is, uh, Katie's got diabetes, so type one diabetes. So she's not a diabetic, but she's got diabetes. So we, this is our little thing. We know what we're standing for. I've prayed for that pancreas many times. I've seen many healings. I haven't seen that pancreas yet, but I'm, we're standing for it. And so. One thing that was said to her is that because of it, and she has it so severe, is we'll never have children as well. So you can decide what type of seed you want to embrace as well. There's other seed flying around too. But you know us, of those of you that have seen our family, we have three boys that the Lord has given to us. Against the odds, against what the doctors have said. So I don't know what your situation is. Is it financial? Is it healing? Is it a promise that you're standing for that you haven't seen fulfilled? But the Lord honors His word. If you're willing to take it, painful sometimes, difficult sometimes, not always easy, but if you walk it out, He won't let you down. He, he honors His promises. He told me I will have a son named Jonathan. I saw his face. I got his name before Jonathan was born. He speaks to us. What do we do with it? What do we do with it? Where do we, where do we place those, those things that he gives to us? So I think I should land it, but I, I want to give us an opportunity here this morning because this, this parable speaks about salvation, but it talks about healings. It talks about the miraculous. It talks about uh, standing in faith. So maybe this morning, maybe this morning there's someone here that has heard about Jesus or at some point maybe even known him a little bit or started on a journey, but there's doubt. There's doubt. And you, you, you know that this Christ died. You, you know that he raised from the dead, but you're not sure that you believe it for yourself, that it's for you, that it's for your sins. Oh, suddenly you feel very emotional, sorry. That it's for your brokenness, that it's for your that it's for your pain, that it's for the things that you can't explain. 
So hopes maybe that you've given up on, the, the dreams that you had, the disappointments that you carry. Maybe there's rocks that need to be excavated out. Maybe today is the day where I say, this is my day of repentance. I don't want to walk with this anymore. I don't want to carry this anymore. Maybe, maybe I've been in, in Thorn Village and I'm tired of the choking. Maybe I'm tired of the choking. Tired of, of laboring in vain towards no harvest. Maybe I need a, a hundredfold plus faith, faith activated in my heart today. Maybe I need a little activation. So I, I want to leave I want to leave some room for that this morning. If there's someone here that's never got saved or any of the other things that we touch on there, we like to pray. I want to invite you to come to the front. The, the team will be in the front and we will pray with one another. Let's trust the Lord that today is the day where we can draw a line in the sand and how we deal with the word of God, would you? So let's just pray for us and then We'll linger here, and if any of you guys want to stay behind, Lord, I thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you that you've got a, that you've got so many promises, Lord, that we can't even list all of your promises, and that you know every heart here this morning, Lord. You know every pain, you know every difficulty, you know every disappointment, Lord. And as you say here, you leave room for repentance, Lord. We can cultivate those hearts. We can we can put our hands, get our hands dirty, put the shovel in the ground, and dig up dig up and uproot and say that it's done Lord it's, it's in our power by your Holy Spirit to, to say that today is that day we want to turn towards you Lord help us to look more like you in the name of Jesus Amen